As Shade said, I'm Bill, one of the pastors. Uh, and by the way, the story behind that joke is we were doing a, a 7 p.m. service a couple months ago, and Shade's doing the announcements, and, she, and she's looking right at me. I'm like in the front row, and, and we talk with each other like almost every day. And she's like, and then I'd like to welcome up Pastor... <sighs> Pastor... <laughs> like, have you ever had that moment when life just seems like you don't know which way is up and you're like, I know I should know the answer, I don't know the answer. And the more it seems like you're just spinning around, you're just like, <laughs> so, but now, Shade, well done, we're over that now, so that's great. In fact, that's what we're going to talk about today. How do we pray when life feels upside down? We're going to talk about that today. Uh, one of my dreams as a child was to fly in a fighter jet. I would watch the Blue Angels fly over the Seattle skyline, and I would think, I want to be in there. I want to feel the, the whips and the turns. And then as I started researching it, I found out that, that the view from inside the cockpit looks a lot different than the view from outside. In fact, I learned that pilots actually have something, they have a procedure that they go through when they don't know which way is up because when you're going that fast and you're turning around, you can actually spin and you don't know which way is up. You don't know which way is down. You feel kind of like Sade who forgets the name of somebody and you're just like, which, which way, which way, I don't know. And, and they actually have, it's called an unusual uh, recovery of attitude. Unusual recovery of attitude. And I texted one of the pilots at Fellowship, and he said this to me in WhatsApp. He said, in a spin, there's a little instrument called a slip indicator. It's like a bubble in a spirit level, and it has a ball in the middle that slides to, out to one side or the other to show which way you're spinning. And this way, I, I love what he said. He said, you must ignore what your body, particularly your vestibular system, you have to ignore what your body is telling you and focus on that instrument and follow the correct recovery procedure. Do you ever feel like you just need an instrument that you can ignore how you feel and the pressures on you on life? And as life spins out of control, we're going to see today in God's word that God shows us a slip indicator. He, tell, he says one thing to focus on, that we can know which side is up. So if you ever feel like life is upside down, right side up, you don't know what you're right from your left, you don't know what up from down, you've come to the right place. Because let's face it, we've all faced times in our lives when we don't know which way is up, right? We, we, and the more we focus on it, the more anxiety is produced, and then we start getting anxious about being anxious. It's just a wreck, Maybe you've lost a job recently. Maybe you've lost a loved one recently. And you don't know how to respond emotionally. Or you're falsely accused of doing something that's wrong and you have done everything right and you don't know a way forward. Maybe you've searched for two days, two weeks, two months, two years for a job and you feel like you are just without power. And you're trying to figure out, where do I go? Who do I talk with? What, do, what can I do to, to get this job? Maybe you don't know which way is up. Maybe you've done something. Maybe it was even unintentional, and you've embarrassed someone. You've brought them shame, and you're thinking, how do I fix this situation? Now, when they said this, did they mean that? And should I have talked to this person who talks to this person who talks to this person who eventually talks to this person? What do I do? 
You ever feel like that relationally? Like you don't know which way's up? Maybe it's a big decision that you have to face, and there's lots of big decisions in Dubai. Probably one of the biggest ones is, do I stay in Dubai or do I go back to my home country? Or do I take job A or job B? God, just show me. You ever prayed that prayer? God, show me choice A or choice B. It's a big decision. Maybe you're asking yourself, what's the next step in my relationship with somebody? God, do I marry person A or... (laughs) Hopefully there's not a person B, okay? (laughs) Hopefully not. But what we're going to see today is we're going to see in God's Word that slip indicator of Jesus teaching us how to pray when life feels like we don't know which way is up. And you're going to walk away today knowing God's will for your life. You ready? Let's pray, and then we'll get into the prayer. Father, we thank you for the prayer that Jesus teaches his followers to pray. We thank you that we have a model, and we ask right now that you would open up our hearts, you would declutter our minds, you would slow down our pace, that we could walk with you as you talk with us. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name, through the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, we're in this series called Pray Like This. It's a prayer Jesus taught his disciples. Uh, Week one, we talked, uh, uh, Warwick did a great job of sharing with us, uh, our Father in heaven, honored be your name. Then Pastor Ray, yes, last week, shared with us about your kingdom come. He talked about the reign and rule of Jesus and what it means to live a part of the kingdom. And so today we're going to just focus on four simple words. Your will be done. It's actually in three movements. Your will and then be done. And and we're going to see your will be done. We're going to see this transformative prayer that is so much more than a robotic response when we don't know what's going on. But we actually see that this prayer transforms our lives. Your will be done. It first focuses on your In fact, the first three requests of Jesus' prayer that he teaches is your. It's your name be honored, your kingdom come, your will be done. Do you notice that it starts with your? How many times, and I have to to admit, this, this is convicting for me too. How many times do we start our prayer looking up at God and ending up looking into this little mirror of ourselves? Dear Father, I need you to hear this request right now, because what I need is, (laughs) have you ever prayed that? Yeah. Dear Father, I want you to make sure that, (laughs) or maybe we say something like, Father, I thank you for all of your amazing blessings that you have given to me. (laughs) Or God, I praise you for what you've done for me and all the things that I also want to ask you to. And I actually just said that so that I said thank you so that I can ask you for what I really want. It's like we see God as this divine vending machine in the sky. And all we just have to chant the right words and then it's like punching in a secret code and then we get what we want. It's so easy to make prayer about us and yet Jesus teaches us the first three requests. It's Your name be honored, your kingdom come, your will be done. 
When we pray, and we pray with a small view of God, we focus on ourselves. We focus all on ourselves, and it's like looking into a tiny little reflection pool where we say, God, it's so amazing, and this is all about me and my life. That's not what Jesus teaches us to pray. That's just a glorified wish list. Now, yes, the Bible says, come to me and cast your cares upon the Lord. And yes, we're going to get to that in the next coming weeks. But notice the first three requests are all about God. There's a new reflecting pool in Dubai. Have you heard about it? It's the Aura Reflecting Pool, and it overlooks the Palm Jumeirah. And it, uh, who has lived in Dubai, either watching online in platinum seating or here in the main hall? Uh, who's lived here for about a year, maybe a year or less? Can I get a whoo? All right. Now, you, you see this picture, and you're probably thinking, whoa. Now, who's lived here two years or more? Can I get a whoo? Now, you look at this picture, and you go, Hmm, cool. <laughs> but that's what happens when we just stare into a reflecting pool. If all of our prayer life is just staring into that reflecting pool because our view of God is so small, we will find ourselves just looking at ourselves, and it might be a great reflection even, but really, what happens to a reflecting pool? Well, eventually, the stagnant water just evaporates, and you're left very dry. How big is the God that you talk with? Is he tiny and small just about you, or is he the creator and sustainer of the world? That's why Jesus says, our Father in heaven, hallowed, honored be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. It, it opens our eyes to the immensity of God where instead of staring down at a little tiny reflecting pool, we simply realize that it's not a tiny little pool. It's this great, huge wave of redemption and forgiveness and God's mighty work throughout the whole world. And we get to ride that wave for our short time here on earth. It's instead of a little tiny reflection pool. It's like joining this huge wave like a surfer. In fact, this picture is of the world's tallest wave off the coast of Portugal. Do you see the surfer? You probably wouldn't if he wasn't circled. <laughs> and, and that's when we, say, when we say, God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're saying, God, you are on the move. I'm just, I'm just a speck that I get to ride out what you're already doing. This is awesome and a little scary. <laughs> what if our prayers were more like this? Father, you are so massive, so brilliant, so all-knowing, and so powerful. We're just a, a pixel of humanity in the vast canvas of your artwork. You, the very one who holds all of creation and time in the palm of your hand, you are on the move in a gigantic sweep of love and forgiveness and grace and repair. <sighs> Father, in a world queasy from living life turned upside down, Father, you bring stability, rest, and peace. <sighs> 
I don't know about you, but when I don't know which way is up, starting a prayer like that just has a way of settling my soul, has a way of reminding me how powerful God is and how big his work is around the world. So the question is, how big is your God? Mine is huge. Yours is huge. That's why we start saying, your will be done. Your will be done. But also we're saying, it's, it's your will, not my will. The will is like a, a desire. It's something we want to happen. Uh, you know, maybe right now, your will is that you would love to eat a Snickers candy bar. I don't know. Maybe you're hungry. Or you're thinking about those donuts after the service. But we're saying, your will, God, your will be done. And this is a lot of times when we're saying, God, what is your will? Have you ever thought that? God, what's your will for my life? Have you ever thought that? Like, God, I just, I just want to know. Do I take job A or job B? God, where do you want me to go on holidays? I don't know. You, I saw three Qs in the license plates in front of me today. That's a sign I should go to Qatar, right? <laughs> And sometimes we trivialize God's will. Sometimes we make it just so trivial. So when we say your will be done, what are we really asking God? Well, it's his will. And when we talk about God's will, we talk about his sovereign will and his declared will or his revealed will. His sovereign will is his unstoppable power, his unstoppable desire. There's nothing that you can do to stop God's sovereign will. God's sovereign will is what God does what pleases God. God does what pleases God. That's God's sovereign will. Scripture passages abound. A couple of them are Ephesians. The God who works all things according to the counsel of his will. That's right. It says, uh, my purpose, God himself says this, my purpose will stand, I will do all that I please. And even Jesus himself says, my father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. It's God's sovereign will, and it is unstoppable. When God uh, it pleases God to do something, God does that. A lot of times, notice it's God. Uh, it's God does what pleases God, not God. God does what pleases Bill, God do, or God does what pleases you. Sometimes you might be happy, but God's will is what God does, and it's unstoppable. It's, it's like, if you imagine with me, in fact, I, I uh, told some folks before the service uh, to come and help me. They're going to help me illustrate this. So I need someone who uh, maybe is small in stature, but courageous at heart, all right? So someone come up here, and you are going to be a race car, all right? You're going to be a race car. You're going to be like a, a Lamborghini or a Ferrari, a Bugatti. You get to choose, all right? So if I asked you beforehand to be a race car, come on up front here, all right? And we're going to have that race car be cruising down Shakeside Road. And then I need someone who's large and in charge, all right? Someone who's large and in charge, uh, who, thank you, yep, come on up. And, and this is going to be like a housefly, that's flying down Sheikh Syed Road. You know the little tiny ones, little wings? Yep. Thank you for coming on stage. Thanks, guys. All right, stay right there. All right, good, good, good. Oh, come up a little closer. All right. Okay, now, you're a race car. 
All right, like, like one of the loud ones that we can hear from this room. Like engines in the back, all you can hear is just All right, race car. Give us your best race car sound. Yeah, all right. All right, God's sovereign will. And this is anything else, the housefly. Give us, give us the best housefly. Can you give us some like little wings? <laughs> there you go. Now, who do you think is going to win? God's sovereign will or something else? Let's see, all right? Race car, drive down Sheikh Syed, house flag. Good luck, dude. <laughs> all right, race car, come down Sheikh Syed Road. <laughs> and she gets it. <laughs> no contest, amen? <laughs> Thank you guys very much. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I won't leave you hanging. <laughs> there is nothing stopping God's will. There's nothing stopping God's sovereign will. And so you may be thinking, okay, I do not want to be a housefly against God's sovereign will. And so then you think, okay, now I have to do God's will. I don't, I don't want to mess this up. Well, God's sovereign will, when we talk about God's sovereign will, it can be d- divided into two things, his efficacious sovereign will and his permissive will. Efficacious is the thing God causes to happen. Permissive is the things God allows to happen. But that's not what this passage is necessarily talking about. Not God's sovereign will, but more of his declared will, his revealed will. When we say, God, your will be done on heaven as it is on, on, <laughs> on earth as it is in heaven, we're saying, God, the, the way that we are to perfectly follow you and to do your will in heaven, that's what we want to be able to do here on earth. God, the, the, the life of obedience and love where you wipe every tear from every eye, God, we want that to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so it's God's revealed will. Uh, Jesus tells a story. Uh, let me, let's see. Where, where are you from? What, what country are you from before Dubai? India. Okay, great example. So India. So imagine, imagine you have two sons, all right? You guys have two sons, and they're both on their devices, right? They're sitting there going, like teenagers do, right? <laughs> and, and you say to the sons, sons, I need you to go take the garbage out. And you know that garbage has garbage juice in the bottom. There's probably a hole in the bag. It's a nasty job. Well, and, and one son, he said, no way, I'm not going to do that. But then he's like, oh, fine, okay, I'll do it. He takes the garbage, garbage juice is dripping on the floor, throws the garbage away, cleans up the garbage juice and goes back to his device. The second son, this is, you say, as a father, father, or you say, son, go take out the trash. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure, right on it. Which son does the will of the father? The first one, because he's obedient, right? You, you, you see he does the will of the Father because he's obedient. What about the second son? Everybody from India is like, that's not an option for the second son. <laughs> we just got to pray for him that he survives. Right? <laughs> but... But we see that Jesus tells a similar story in Matthew 21, by the way, uh, of two sons doing the will of the Father. But we see that God's revealed will to us is that we live considering the kingdom. That we live considering the kingdom. 
that Jesus reigns and rules in our hearts, and so that produces in us this desire to do the will of the Father. So here's where you get to learn God's will for your life. You ready? You want to write this down? We're not going to use any sort of like license plate theology or... No, the Bible's really clear. It's, it's revealed right to us. Give thanks in all circumstances. That's God's will for your life. Mic dropped, done, right? That, that's, that's God's will for your life is that you would give thanks in all circumstances. There you go, delivered on the promise. Now you know God's will for your life. This is the will of God that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. God's will for your life is to do good. Yeah. God's will for your life. This is the will of God, your sanctification. Becoming uh, closer and closer to conform into the image of Jesus. That you abstain from sexual immorality. That each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor. So every time you pull out your phone, every time someone passes by, you have an opportunity to do God's will or not. Abstain from sexual immorality. Jesus himself says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom. <sighs> but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven and the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. How many of you want to abide forever with God the Father? The one whose name is to be honored, the one whose kingdom we're praying to come on earth as it is in heaven. You may be thinking to yourself, yeah, that's impossible. Are you kidding me? I mean, that's just a long list of to-do list. That's a long to-do list. And oh, man, this is wild. Well, Actually, we are given help. Not only do we have God himself living in us, the Holy Spirit, to help us, but we are constantly being transformed. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God. Not by testing like which license plates are in front of you today, but, but by testing, well, God... Let me, let me walk. Ooh, no, that doesn't seem good, acceptable, and perfect. Okay, no, that, that's not. Oh, this does seem good, acceptable, and perfect. Okay, God, this is your will. So here are three steps to finding God's will for your life, all right? If you have someone that's asking questions, someone that has a big decision to make, if you yourself are like, I need to know God's will for my life, here it is, okay, three steps. Number one, read the Bible. That's how God has revealed his will to us. Number two, do what it says. All right? And before I get number three, I need one more volunteer. I'm not going to turn you into a fly or a race car. I just need one volunteer who has a sweet tooth, somebody that likes sugar. Come on. I know you do. I see the donuts out there. Yeah. And if you're watching from home online, maybe you ordered donuts today. Somebody that has a sweet tooth. I just need a volunteer to come up here. It's really, really easy. You guys are skeptical after the fly died, I know. <laughs> I know, you're like, I don't know. Oh, good, good. Okay, excellent. We have a volunteer. Good. We have two volunteers. Come on. 
Awesome. Come on up. You guys both have an opportunity to do the revealed will, all right? What I need you to do is I have a Snickers bar if you can find out which hand this is in, all right? All right? So, Roxy, I'm going to have you turn around so you, you, don't, you don't know. We'll do, we'll do it twice, okay? Now, what I want you to do, I want you to choose the hand with the watch on it. The hand with the watch is the, is the prize. Which hand do you choose? This one? Guess what? You're right. <laughs> You're right, and we have a Snickers bar for you. <laughs> All right? Now, Roxy, your turn. Roxy, I want you to choose the hand that has the watch in it. I mean, the, <laughs> the hand that has the watch on it. The hand that has the watch on it. Oh, guess what? You win, too. Well done, you guys. We have Snickers bars for you right there. Yeah, thank you, guys. <laughs> God's will is so, so clear. God tells us what to do, and, and we do it. It, it. It's not a trick, and every time I've done that, people are like, is this a trick? And I'm like, no, choose the hand with the watch on it. And they're like, is it really this easy? Yeah, it is that easy. Now... Both of you have a sweet tooth. Don't eat that Snickers bar until Tuesday night. <laughs> Sometimes obedience is harder than other times, huh? That's okay. You can eat it later. That's, that's all right. So, number one, read the Bible. Number two, do what it says. Number three, live God's to-be list. Live God's to-be list. Not to do but to be. Depending upon where you've grown up in church, a lot of times churches will say, well, here's the to-do list. You have to wear a certain kind of clothes, go to a certain amount of services, you have to look a certain way, act a certain way, talk a certain way, and they also have a don't list, right? Don't play cards, don't go to the cinema, don't dance, whatever it is. This isn't a long list of do's and don'ts. This is just to simply live out who God has already said you are just to be who God has actually made you to be already in Jesus. So as we talk about God's will, what's God's will for your life? It's, it's not God's sovereign will that you're like, I don't know what's going to happen. It's God's declared will or his revealed will. It's we do what pleases God. You know, both of those, God's sovereign will and his revealed will, uh, are for his pleasure. God does what pleases God and we do what pleases God. So maybe you're facing a hard decision and you're thinking, I don't know, what, what do I do? This is all helpful. Instead of asking what, ask how. There was a woman after uh, one of the services who came to me and said, I, I don't know what to do. I just got a message that my air conditioning is going to be shut off in three days. Now, August in Dubai and air conditioning shut off are not two things that should happen in the same sentence. It's a, a health concern. And, and I said, well, let's, let's pray. And so we prayed. We were talking about God's will. And I said, you know that God cares for you more than he cares about, and she interrupted me, and she said, the birds in the air. And her tears were just streaming down her face. And, and she said, I know. It's more about how than what. So we talked through these questions. How does God empower her to live today? How can she be faithful with what she knows 
today? How can she grow in her dependence of God today? Not what do I do? Just how? How do you do it? How do you go about it? How does someone who Jesus reigns and rules in your heart, how does that person act? And she renewed her trust in God. And praise God, she emails me back on Monday saying, you'll never guess what happened. I'm like, well, I I can because you're emailing me. I bet you it's really good news. (laughs) And God provided for her needs. The same day, within hours of us, of us praying, God provided the what? She just walked in the how. So this week, let us live considering the kingdom. Let us live considering the kingdom. When we say, God, your will be done, this is our last section, be done on earth as it is in heaven, we're saying, God, there's a gap between what is now and what will be, and we ask you to close the gap Help us to live now like we will live. God, help us to be who you've already declared us to be in Jesus. So this week, make a to-be list. Just a couple steps. One thing, read Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. You know, reading three chapters of the Bible, it's this great sermon Jesus gives on what life in the kingdom is like. Reading Matthew's Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7 takes about as long as scrolling through 100 Instagram feeds. Not long, right? No. And then as you read through that, say, Father, help me to pray like this. (laughs) Help me to pray like this. Help me to make prayer, (laughs) first of all, about you and not so much about me. Help me to pray like this. And then help me to live like this. And know that when you're saying, help me to live like this, you have been given the Holy Spirit that empowers you to live like this. God God says, choose the hand with the watch on it. And you're like, "Uh, uh, okay, great, awesome. Help me to live like this. This week, let's make a to-be list and see uh, just how delightful it is as God empowers us. As I read through Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7, here's some of the things that I, I wrote down that Jesus talks about being, of being needy, of being mournful and lost, to be hungry for righteousness, to be meek instead of boasting. How often in Dubai do you walk into work and you have to have it all together or you have to have power plays or, or postures and Jesus says, just be meek. Or to be hungry for righteousness. That we would say, God, I so want to live like like Jesus. I so want to be conformed into his image. That anything that causes me to sin, God, just just take it out of my life right away. In fact, if, if this causes you to sin, chuck it in the trash can on your way out the door. And every time I say that, everybody laughs. And every time I say it, I am serious. Because at least you're not gouging out an eye. And that's what Jesus says. If your eye causes you to sin, rip it out. You're so hungry for God's righteousness. 
Bible, uh, Jesus goes on to talk about loving enemies and praying for them to give things away, to not judge, to ask and seek and knock and pursue the things of God and to look at the fruit of everything in your life and, and to judge that fruit. And really, ultimately, everything comes in building your house on the rock of Jesus. So when we say, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, we're saying, Help us to live now who you've already made us to be. It's kind of an already and a not yet. If we already are children of God and we're not yet, his plan isn't perfectly complete. Remember last week, Pastor Ray shared that. He talked about already and not yet in the kingdom of God. It's like we are dirty and dusty from decades of wandering the wilderness and we're worn and tired and there's just a couple of drops right now of a refreshing shower that's going to come. That's going to wash everything off of this world that's not of God. And that's when Jesus comes back. And we have that to look forward to. A day where God will dwell with his people and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. That, my friends, is what we have to look forward to. That is the refreshing shower that's coming. And until then, when we don't know which way is up, and, and that's why Jesus says, pray like this. Pray like this, with your view of God, with your heart solely focused on God, trusting him and saying, your name be honored, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I look forward to how God will continue to transform us. And there will be problems that we face. In just a couple minutes, you're going to walk out those doors into a world that is just unjust, it's unfair, it, it's not right, there's, there's a difference between the way things are and the way things should be, yeah. And then in the, as we walk about the how of the to-be list, we just say, Lord Jesus, come. Come back. <laughs> let, 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 just come back. We want to be a church that is ready for Jesus and when he comes back. In fact, it, it's like a, a bride waiting for her groom. He's so excited. There's a song that we're going to sing as we close today in just a minute. And the lyrics say, like a bride waiting for her groom, we'll be a church ready for you. Every heart longing for our king, we sing, even so come, Lord Jesus, come. Father, that is our heart. That when we don't know which side is up and, and we don't know our right from our left, Father, wrap us up in your immensely amazing plan of redemption for the world, of forgiveness, of reconciliation. God, that you are all-powerful, all-knowing, and that may we just be swept up in the amazing work that you are doing. Father, we confess to you there are times when we make it all about us, but our prayer now is your name be honored. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth right now 
as it is in heaven. And our heart ultimately cries out, come, Lord Jesus, come. And we pray these things in Jesus' mighty name through the Spirit. Amen. Amen.